You're listening to an episode of the Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life podcast with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 153rd episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. If you liked today's episode, be sure to leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at Olver International. Today, I'm happy to be interviewing my friend and colleague, Alexandra Piatek, a coach and fellow choice theory person. We actually met during Alex's choice theory training. Alexandra is an organizational psychologist, a coach, a trainer, a mentor, lecturer, and MBA graduate from Poland. She worked for 20 years in business, leading HR and working as an HR expert. Then she turned back to psychology, coaching, and therapy to support people in both healing their traumatic past and uncovering their potential in co-creation with an emerging future. In her approach, she uses highly holistic, integrative methods and transformational presence. I can speak to her transformational presence for myself. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Thank you so much, Kim, for having me here. Hello, everyone who's listening, and I'm very, very happy to be able to meet with you and to have, as always, beautiful conversation with you, Kim. Absolutely happy. Thank you so much. Me too. I'm thrilled we were able to fit this in. This podcast is called Life Equals Choices, Choices Uh Equal. And you chose to have the company that you created to be named Choice Coaching and how it speaks, if it does, to the way you coach and your training in choice theory. Could you share a little bit about that? Where did that name come from? Yeah, happy to, absolutely. The answer is just coming from the amazing experience I was I was going through first when I read the book of Glasser around choice theory, the most famous one. And then I was starting meeting, you know, all the amazing teachers in Glasser Institute during my own way of certification towards become a choice theory person. And of course, I met you. During this, this was not only the learning, but in a very critical moment of my life when everything felt like collapsing, just Very, very difficult time when I was leaving the business. My personal situation was very much challenged in relation to my marriage and lots of challenges and changes. And then I had this feeling of feeling stuck when the choice theory came. And when it came and I started to really understand all those inner forces that play in me due to this amazing knowledge. And then I was also able to apply it to my clients in the business, coaching clients in the business. Out of sudden, it was like such a big discovery of actually how many choices we have if we only understand this inner landscape that each of us is holding. For me, it was so obvious when I was establishing my own company that leaving the business and the safe environment of being employed and going into uncertainty of being entrepreneur I knew it was my choice for very many reasons, and I knew it was a great choice, and I wanted to really be a choice coach, so somebody who will actually help people, assist them into the best possible amazing choices of their life, even if they are going through difficult moments. That's beautiful. And I do remember you were going through every possible transition a person can go through. You were going through it simultaneously. (laughs) 
I do think I watched you navigate that really well. Mm. It was impressive. Thank you so much. mm, My pleasure. Mm. Do you see any differences in coaching between, say, the coaching that's done in Europe and the coaching that's done in the United States? One of the true blessings of my life is being able to have international colleagues and friends, and I learned so much from them. I know what coaching is in the United States. I don't know so much what it is in Europe. Is it different? Thank you, Kim, for asking this, because this was also a very big question for me when I was entering the coaching world. The coaching experience for me started actually by being an HR director in international production company and then having many international programs. I happened to meet several U.S. coaches on my way there, helping our top potentials to do whatever they had to do by then in the business. I observed how this coaching is being provided. I liked it. And I really was looking at the differences that I saw immediately by that time between U.S. coaches and European, particularly Polish coaches. And I saw some. The big difference was that here in Poland, there is, I wouldn't name it fixation, but coaches are really very much looking into being very purely oriented on asking questions only. If you have your certificate, you go and work with a client, you keep asking questions and you are doing a lot not to give any suggestions, not to provide any mentoring, not to do any education. Actually, you are just supposed to get out everything that is there in the people. When I was observing you as coaches, I was really amazed by the variety of their methods of coaching. And I liked it because There were, of course, questions as they are always in coaching, but also there were many other interesting tools and some pieces and bits of mentoring and some education, which I liked because the people were just getting more. I would say that that this is the biggest difference I see, but I must say that I also like it because I'm much more holistic than just, you know, like attached to one school. So that would be my answer. What do you think about that? As you might imagine, I do have some thoughts about that. As a counselor, I am aware of some counseling modalities that only ask questions or other counseling modalities that only reflect what the person has said back to them with the thought that they'll figure it out on their own. If you're dealing with clients with very high intellect and high introspective abilities, that that might happen. But for Mm -hmm. most people, they need a little more direction than just questions. Although I would say that my coaching sessions are more questions than anything else. By the time somebody comes to a coach, they've probably tried everything they know. And that's why they're coming to a coach. So to not be able to make any suggestions would be not meeting your client where they are, which is what we're told to do. So if somebody knows the answer, Mm -hmm. I'll ask questions. If I don't think they know the answer, I'll give information. And that's basically how I distinguish I'm very careful not to direct my clients in a particular way because it's not my consequence. Whatever their actions bring, they're going to either bring positive consequences, negative consequences, or really have no consequence at all. I don't have to deal with those consequences. My client does. So I want to make sure that whatever they choose, it's their choice 
if I'm going to make suggestions, I'm going to make at least three and let them choose from among those. And usually when you make some suggestions like that, it primes the pump and your client is able to come up with some additional ideas, which then really are theirs. I like that as well. I would feel very restricted if all I could do is ask questions. Let me add one thing to it, because I really like what you've said, Kim, that we need to meet clients where they are. And people come with different levels of consciousness, different levels of experiences, different levels of possibility to come up with immediate solutions when they really feel stuck. And also, you know, like there is this tunnel thinking and they don't see things at certain moment of their lives. I believe that we can always offer some suggestions and exactly just present them as, as the offer and then encourage them to just look at this perspective and see whether they want to take something out of it and, and utilize it in any way that they might think would be helpful for them. But of course, it's not a given thing for them to do. fully agree with this perspective. Yep. Okay. Something else I know about you is that you're a psychologist. Being a psychologist, did that help you or did it hinder you in developing your coaching practice? Mm. Actually, at the beginning, it required me to be very precise in what I'm doing. While meeting the client, the very important thing for me was to see what they are coming with, what they are asking for, and reading between this as well, because sometimes there is only the awareness that is available for the client at the very moment of the first session. At the beginning for me, it was a journey to really understand where I am as the helper or the supporter in the process. And then being very clear and transparent during the contact phase of the coaching process that we are doing this coaching process here, but if anything comes up that might need a deeper treatment, I may be offering this or directing the person to the better specialist in the field that is coming up in the coaching process. It actually helped me to see on deeper levels when the deeper levels were showing up in the process and make some suggestions if needed. Generally, it just required to be really precise in understanding what's going in the process with the person and then what's going on in myself. So how do I need to be in certain setting and certain contract and agreement with the client? That's interesting. It sounds like that's a similarity with the United States in terms of I'm a counselor and I'm a coach. And if I am coaching someone and discover that they may have some issues that would benefit from counseling, I can't do that with them ethically. I need to refer them to a counselor to handle those issues that you do the same thing. You refer when issues go deeper. Does it work the same in reverse? If you're doing counseling or psychotherapy with someone oh, and mm-hmm. that you determine that their deep issues are solved, do you then refer them to a coach? Mm. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes people are coming with so-called small agenda. They talk about their issues. We go deeper because it's required to go deeper and then they are done with it and we come back to the small agenda. <laughs> I'm saying that the client, and probably you know it very well, is sometimes coming with a topic that is superficial or a view of something that actually is covering up a deeper issue. But when we are done with it and then we go to the more coaching modality, it's good to say, hey, this is actually more like job counseling or discussion around where's your career going or how to handle the difficult boss in your work setting. And we have the very good coaching solution for this. Yeah, absolutely. It's very good to name it as well. Mm -hmm. 
However, I believe that more often happens the other way around, having someone in coaching and needing the deeper process. Yeah, I find that's true also. Another thing I know about you is spirituality plays a big role in your life. Does that weave itself into the coaching process with you when you're working with clients? And if so, how? Thanks for asking me this question. It does play a big role in my life. I would say that by the very nature of how I market myself out there to the potential clients, how I describe myself, I do happen to attract those people who have this area, this realm opened up in themselves. I'm very happy to have this perspective in the way the clients look at themselves and at the world, especially events that seem to be very heavy for them to handle. People would come and ask questions like, why does it happen to me? Or I would never expect this to happen. And then how do I interpret it? And, you know, if I see that there is this openness to really assume the wider realm, I definitely invite it. And I actually direct the questions into this area for them so that they can find the meaning that is maybe a little deeper in terms of how we look at the facts that we are human beings and how we look at the fact that life sometimes is difficult and how do we handle those difficulties that we are faced with. It does play a role in this matter, but also I want to add that I'm very happy that something that's been present in the States for decades, I believe, the spirituality has been there already for some time, is slowly coming also to my country and in the very difficult times of our world and where the civilization is right now. It's something that opens up people's minds and hearts as well to be able to find themselves in this complexity, in this uncertainty. So just widening the perspectives of our humanity and how we go through life when we meet difficult challenges. I'm happy that it's actually happening and I can be a part of it. Yeah, meaning making of tragedy is often sometimes the only thing we can do. And it can be so helpful when we have that spiritual lens to look through. Absolutely. Fully agreed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would you say that coaching psychology and therapy shapes your life? Mm, Beautiful question. I love that one. Well, it does shape a lot. Many of us, the people who follow this path by the very nature, apply, if not everything, the majority of this on their own life. And this is exactly what's happening to me. I almost love to test each and every tool on myself and I want to see how it's working and I want to see how I'm transforming through those experiences. It's a very interesting process of really doing lots of personal development work in my life. I had this almost two decades being in the business, and I must admit that I wasn't really able to do that much because business required full-time focus on business issues. So coming back to coaching, therapy, and counseling allowed me actually to land in the places of personal development for myself, which is amazing. And I see myself growing each year and becoming a new person. That's the biggest journey of my life and the highest excitement, I would say, definitely. I love that because I think our clients, they don't want to see somebody perfect Mm -hmm. in the role of counselor or coach. They want to see somebody who is actually walking the walk of what they're Mm -hmm. saying. To be a coach who says, do as I say, not as I do, it's not very effective. I love the fact that you're using this time and all the tools that you've gained to do some self-reflection and some self-growth and development. 
it's really important. If we as helping professionals ever get to the place where we think, oh, I'm done, I'm perfect just the way I am, (laughs) we're in a very scary, dangerous place and probably not able to help our clients as well as we could. Mm. I love that. Yeah, what I remember from many teachings I got from you, Kim, is that you always had this beautiful manner of sharing your own experiences whenever you were presenting stuff on choice theory right now in your new program, Mental Freedom. It's just that you are really showing that you've done the same. You've practiced it in your own life and you can see the benefits and you can see the changes and you can see the beauty it brings, even though it sometimes gets applied in a very challenging life situations. But this is how you build credibility of not only talking about it and teaching this, but also being the person who leaves it. That has its power within the way we stay with people and we coach them and we counsel them and we treat them therapeutically. Thank you so much. I appreciate that you've noticed that. It is the way that I coach is I often share stories from my own life. I know too many people, counselors, coaches who have their theoretical understanding and they tell people what to do, but I know that in their personal life, they aren't Mm -hmm. doing those things. And that makes their techniques somewhat empty. The more that we practice what we preach, the better we'll be at actually helping people because not only are we living proof of what can happen, Mm -hmm. but we're also providing a positive expectancy for our clients. We're providing hope. We're saying, if I can do it, you can do it too. If I can do this, anybody can do this. It's a model. It's an example of what's possible. And people need hope when they're embarking on transition and changes and they're going through pain. Oh, that's so beautiful what you were saying, because it's clear from this that what people get from us is our credibility, but also it's hope, but also it's the fact that we are all human. If I can go through it, you can go through it. And I'm here to share my experiences, not only the knowledge, and I'm leaving proof that this is working. This is additional power, and this is what attracts clients to us um, if we do it, if we share also some parts of our life. I agree. I totally agree. I want to circle back to that choice coaching name and ask, who are you behind that choice coaching name? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, such a great question. I'll try to be very concise with the answer and say that I'm trying to be as aware as possible in every moment of my life and see that there are multiple choices that I can make. And I just want to make the good ones, the best ones for the very given moment of the situation of who I'm with, even if I'm only with myself, be aware that everything I'm doing has the reason. And I can choose by choosing for the best reasons that I can have the access to and awareness about. Beautiful. That is so true. If we're present and we're aware of the choices we're making, We can be present enough to make different choices if we want to. That is beautiful. I love the name Choice Coaching. You know, I have a company called Academy of Choice for my coaching program, and I certify them in what I call Choice Coaching. It's so fascinating how we're on two different continents, several time zones apart, and we came up with a very similar name for ourselves. We are True Soul Sisters, Alex. (laughs) Absolutely, we are, Kim. And this is just the proof that the great ideas are just popping up in different places of the world. 
as people start to be ready for certain things and transformation, we are needed. And I'm happy to be one of the field of choice coaches that are growing right now all around the world. And you are the big part of this movement and a great teacher for us. So very grateful to have met you and to still stay in touch and cooperate. Wonderful. And you do cooperate when I call and say, can you do a podcast with me this week? You say, yes, I love that. (laughs) Do you have anything coming up that you'd like to tell our audience about any way that they might be able to get involved with you as a coach? There are two things, actually, I'd like to mention. One is something you probably know quite a lot about because it's called mental freedom. And this is your new amazing (laughs) approach for coaches and counselors. As I was learning from you and with you to become someone who can teach mental freedom in Poland, right now I'm having individual sessions in your research approach for mental freedom. And I'm also gathering the group for workshops because I believe that teaching this amazing approach during the online webinars could be really an amazing way for many people to, you know, learn something new for them to really gain more mental and connected with this emotional freedom and just having better lives. So this is one thing that I'm doing right now, gathering the group for this initiative. And the second thing is that I'm also very much, and this is to the point of your question, therapy, coaching, counseling, how this all works together. I'm internal family system therapist, but also this approach is very effectively used in the coaching process because EFS goes very deeply when you really want to do the deeper healing work, but also when you just look at the parts, it speaks about parts we have in us. If you can use just this approach to name people's parts in a coaching program, you can just, again, help people to develop more self-awareness of, let's just say, the parts that some coaching schools call saboteurs and allies. I'm just preparing again the online workshop that is based on internal family system approach, but used as a coaching method for the people who really want to work with their parts to be able to understand inner dilemmas and move forward, especially when they are stuck in life. This is my second group process that I'm going to be using within three to four months and start a group with this. I love that. I studied IFS myself as it relates to healing. I Uh haven't really thought about it in terms of coaching, but how exciting that is. Yes, that's really playing a great deal in coaching situations. And I've used this approach many times. People just become like, okay, so this is not whole me. This is just my part. So if I can unblend this and look at it from the witness mode, and maybe I can speak to it, then I can move forward in the stuckness that I felt like not possible really to change for me. I really love this approach and I want to teach it to the wider audience. Okay, so if people who are listening want to get in touch with you to either be one of your mental freedom clients or to take your IFS coaching program, how would they do that? They can find me and also the description about those initiatives on my website, which is www.choicecoaching.eu. Choice coaching, obviously. (laughs) This is the address they can find me by and read about those programs. And I'm very happy to talk to anyone interested. Wonderful. I'm so happy that you were able to join us today, Alex. Between both of our hectic schedules and different time zones, it's challenging to find a time to meet for this interview. So I particularly want to thank you so much for making this happen and being able to be with us today. 
It was a great pleasure to meet Kim. So thank you for inviting me. And I was really happy as usual to have those precious moments to talk to you. Thank you so much. I feel the same. So it's wonderful. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I also hope you'll join me next week when I believe I'll be interviewing Michelle Mokert, coaching trailblazing women leaders. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, remember to subscribe.